Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Okay, so today uh, we are in, I'm not even sure what part we are, and probably can't keep track of the parts of this um, this podcast that we're doing called Coastline Convos, uh, but we kind of started out of um, you know the crisis that's happened with uh, COVID nineteen, and uh, we're going to keep pushing on and beyond it. Um, you know, for right now, um, you know we're still in the middle of that crisis. Still, we have not been released yet, but we're hoping to here in the state of Florida in the next couple of days. Um, but we're kind of waiting here to see what the governor has said. In the meantime, though, um, there has been a order placed on all of us to um, to do social distancing. Um, the one person, though, that I have not been able to do social distancing from, though, just happens to be my guest here, uh, what is this evening now, and it's my lovely wife, uh, Miss Erica Nichols. Can Hello, everyone. So, what's been going on in your life? How's uh, specifically this week been for you? This week has been tough for me. Um, COVID-19, social distancing, homeschooling. A five and a three-year-old is not for the faint of heart. Um, you know, it's hard to be um, stuck at home with little kids that don't understand why they're stuck at home and why they can't go to the stores. And it's hard to be away from my friends and my family and my community is really tough. And homeschooling is, you know, I'm not called to be a teacher. So uh, if I were called to be a teacher, I would have homeschooled my, our children, but uh, not my calling. You, you won't toot your own horn, but I'll tell you that um, you're doing a fantastic job of teaching our kids and being a teacher. I know that's not what you want to do, but in no. spite of a you know crappy situation, you're still doing a good job. So Most I importantly, I should say that I'm an at-home chef because our <laughs> kids eat every five minutes. So I don't think I ever leave the kitchen all day long. Yes. Um, so uh, to specifically during this crisis, one of the things that, um, if we can be transparent with everybody, um, that his, we see to be in, not necessarily an issue, but definitely a, a, a point of tension is like our proximity to one another and the fact that as spouses, sometimes I might get on your nerves. I'm never going to say that you're going to get on my nerves, but, um, you know, and so that kind of creates a little bit of tension. And so, um, along with dealing with this crisis and, you know, us hearing multiple stories of uh, spouses and couples uh, that are um, struggling during this time uh, with us uh, having moments of tension in our life during this time, specifically when it comes to marriage. Um, you know, I, we, we kind of thought that it would be a good opportunity for us to get together, the two of us, and talk about, um, you know, some major topics, some main things that could be um, moments of tension in a marriage or in a relationship. Um, it also helps that we're doing this right outside of, like we just celebrated nine years of marriage. Yes. Right. We're on, going on our 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it was tough cause I couldn't take you out on a date for, um, 
for our obviously because we we're all locked down mm-hmm. you tried to plan a date on, on the boat and that didn't work out because of the rain right but we still made the best out of it we right? did we had some good food from many different takeouts <laughs> and uh watched a movie together and it was it was a good it was a memory we'll have for a long time yeah um and so i think you know remembering back over the nine years that gives us a good context to talk about but then also we've uh, had the great privilege of um, connecting with a young couple um, for the past four or five weeks to do pre-marriage counseling with them how's that been going it's been really fun I think I think we've all enjoyed it um, you know so we we made it through and they made it through they did a great job and so yeah we'll be excited to celebrate with them here in just a I think a month from today a month from today they'll be married, getting married. So that'll be really cool um, but yeah so over, over nine years we've learned some things we have just a couple we have um, if if we had to be honest what you don't have to say what the toughest thing about marriage has been if you, unless you want to maybe what has been the toughest year what's the toughest year and what's been the best year I don't know. Year one, really tough. Uh, trying to transition from living on your own to now living with someone who has uh, expectations that you didn't know about. So that was uh, a really tough transition in year one. And then really for us, the last year for me, I know specifically, and I think us all together, if we were being honest, has been the hardest because specifically because Brian got a another full-time job. So he now works two full-time jobs, um, which leaves me alone with the kids a lot. And they're young mm-hmm. kids that are uh, one of them is very strong-willed, so, you know... The it's, other one's turning in to be real strong Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's learning uh, a lot of monkey-see-monkey-do behavior, but... Um, that's so, pretty much close. That's close for... The reason why this year's been tough is probably unique to just us. Um, right. And I would say that for many people listening, if they're going through marriage stuff, um, the first year is kind of one of those uh, things that... Um, you know, we've probably all had issues with, um, or would suggest that it's, you know, probably pretty tough to do. Um, so is there anything that stuck out to you like between one year, year one and one and year nine that like in general in, in anyone's marriage, you think, okay, this might be a tough year because of this. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything particular because everyone has kids at a different point in their marriage. Some people don't have kids. Some people can't get pregnant. So that's a tough thing yeah, on a marriage. That's true. Um, so, so, you say, I, so it's probably pretty unique. So we all is, share your number one. Yeah, I would say it's circumstantial yeah. for you know everyone. I think everyone struggles in year one. So maybe the besides great, you, maybe, everyone else. Struggles. I thought it was great. Yeah, it yeah, perfect. we know. But um, maybe the great unifier is that um, we all face struggles. I don't know of any. I mean, I've got a lot of people I respect that have healthy relationships with their spouses, but I don't know any of them that have said, you know what, this has just been smooth sailing easy. the whole way. Right. And if they say that, I'm like, you're a liar because mm-hmm. it's it's not easy. It's an adventure. Don't get me wrong. It is an adventure, but it's not easy. Well, you take two people who are raised in completely different homes, mm-hmm. you know, their whole life, they have opinions, they have 
you know, who knows, traditions, whatever it is. You mold little them together. weird quirks that, you know, do you hang your towel here? Or do you hang it there or wherever? Do you put your laundry in the hamper? You know, whatever it is. And then, we, you know, you bring them together and two people become one and try to live together and function together. And it's, you know, it's always challenging. For sure. So we talked about what's been the, the tough things, you know, yep. that, and we all deal with difficulties. It's a great unifier of, of uh, spouses across the world uh, for the sake of com- um, uh, contrast. What's been some good things? What have been, is there a year that stood out to you as the best or one of the best or, um, you know, maybe a, a memory or a moment in time that you remember at this stage in our marriage, things are really, really going great. I don't know if I can really define it to a year. Um, you know, I think for the most part, our marriage is really good. And we, I know for me specifically, I try to focus on the good and my brain kind of automatically tries to take away the bad, which is, you know, I don't know what, what if that's good or bad or whatever. But, um, you know, having kids was great. Um, you know, it was tough. Thereafter, Olivia had some complications, but after Ben was really fun. Um, it's been, really been fun years for us yeah, the past couple. Yeah, for me them. personally, um, having one kid was way tougher than having two, which is kind of opposite of what a lot of people say. But once we got Ben, it really felt like our life was kind of complete. But the year we started the church uh, was, was, cool. was so much fun. So and it was probably, like this crazy wild roller coaster. It's we probably were on. again one of those things that um, may be unique to everyone as well. Yeah. Uh, for us, that's those were key things. I would say, uh, although I, I can definitely see, and and I don't, I do agree. Year one was tough. Uh, it was also there was also a lot of fun, and not just because of you know you get two people coming together and they're you know whatever do what you know newlyweds do, but there was adventure. There was. Uh, fun times had and lots of laughs. We got dogs. Yeah, we got dogs. That was cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyways, we we didn't want to. Use, I don't want to use this as a necessarily um, uh, place to you know give everyone uh, hash you know hash out what's going on in our marriage or fill everyone in on. But I I do want it to use it as a maybe a starting place to realize that like we have a foundation to talk about the things that we're going to talk about next, which are. Um, probably going to be spread out over a couple different parts, but mm-hmm. primarily out of you know seeing what we've struggled with and what's happened in our marriage over the past nine years, uh, what we've been counseling other um, young couples on and preparing them for marriage. We thought, man, why don't we put this all together and try to put it down on you know a podcast or something that is shareable or that people can listen to, you know, specifically while they're going through all this COVID nineteen stuff and locked in their house with their spouse and their kids, and maybe there's um, some hope that can be had or some tools that can be uh, maybe transferred and yeah. so some tools to use. And I think there's a disclaimer that we are not professional counselors. Definitely not. Um, but we, we have seen professional we have counselors. seen professional counselors. We have great friends that are professional counselors um but you know so it, take this with a grain of yeah, sand that this yeah. is what has worked for the nickels and what we've seen uh work for other couples but this is definitely have a big asterisk next to it that um you know i, I we, we would constantly tell people if you are in the middle of crisis with your marriage uh it's great to talk to a pat we're here for you guys um but go talk to a professional counselor. Yeah. They are fantastic. Um, and we could definitely 
um, tell you about a couple of them, uh, you can email us at hello at coastlinenSB.com. Yep. Um, and we'd be happy to forward you to some great, great people that um, are Christian and can help you in a professional way. Also, but, if you're in an abusive relationship, we want to just encourage you to seek professional help for that as well. We yeah, don't some of the things, that. Some of the know. things we talk about in this can be misconstrued. I, I don't think that these tools... Uh, work in abuse if no. you're in abuse if there's an abusive situation the the only tool I can give you is get out seek help mm-hmm. um, and 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 find safety uh, first so yep. um, all right so with that let's talk about you know there's four parts of this kind of series we're gonna do uh, we were trying to see if we can do them in one week I don't think it's gonna happen we're probably gonna do it in four weeks uh, but Week one, if we're talking about the pillars of what we've learned in our marriage, the number one key part uh, or point that we want to talk about today is specifically uh, conflict resolution. Yes. Right. Which, what is that? Resolving conflict. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, do you really want me to answer that? Um, why is conflict resolution such a big deal when it comes to spouses? Well, I think... Um, people real quick conflict resolution is a good thing yes absolutely i think that people when they're married you know they fight about a lot of things and a lot of things can be silly at the time but if you just walk away from them and leave them alone and just give up or think it's too hard or we'll get over it that's when i think you will run into a problem yeah the um the thing i was trying to lead you to a little bit was uh, we have a good friend, Russell Holloway, yes. who's a counselor. What does he say about the? What's the number one thing about? Um, uh, uh, he says the number one cause of divorce in America is lack of conflict resolution. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where uh, in a couple's life, uh, whether whatever the issue is, whatever the fight's about, um, they both have a conflict, mm-hmm. and because they cannot resolve it. They separate their marriages. Right. It snowballs usually. Yeah. So like the other things we're going to talk about in this series is, I mean, we're going to talk about kids, uh, which um, uh, we'll tie in later, but that's that at some point can be a cause for divorce and tension. Um, money can mm-hmm. be one and then off and, and sex can be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of all three of those things, the thing that sticks out on, on top is a lack of conflict resolution. Because right. people fight and they don't know how to fight. Right. Right. They don't know how to get through it. So um, you and I, I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours about fights that we've had. And, um, you know, you hit on something earlier that I think has been helpful in our marriage that you choose to see the good and um, you don't hold on to the bad. Which right. speaks to forgiveness, which we didn't talk about in this. It's not, I'm kind of getting off on a little bit of a rabbit trail, but his, I would say that's been a great key. Uh, of of our marriage we've had the ability to be able to forgive easily yes so how not forget how would not forgiving be be an issue yeah i mean resentment definitely would build up if you couldn't forgive um and yeah i i i can't it's got to be hard luckily for us that's kind of something i feel like a gift of the holy spirit for me is forgiveness um, especially when it comes to you for whatever reason, um, a lot, probably a lot to forgive. I there bet. is a lot. I exercise that tool a lot. What about if somebody sitting here today and they, um, are struggling with 
unfor- they're struggling with being able to forgive. What's some advice that we could give them? Yeah, I mean, for me, I would just point them back to the, what the scripture says and what Jesus says that, um, that we really, you know, we have been forgiven, so we must be for we must be forgiving as well. For sure, I remember there's so many times that you also say uh, I I remember you talking to other people. Uh, about choosing your battles, yeah. right? There's when it comes to the things you're going to, there's some things that are like, I can fight for this or I've been hurt by the, or, and then there's other things that you just say, man, is this worth, is this worth it? Is it worth holding on to? Yeah. And I would say the majority think, man, I can't sit back and think over our life together. And is there something that we've held on to, um, unforgiveness, uh, that, that I'm still offended by today. Right. Um, I'm hoping that's the same for you. I would. I, I think you're pretty. You're pretty great at forgiving me whenever I need. Wherever, whenever. <laughs> we're I, good. I, we're I good. It, so, um, but conflict resolution. So there's a couple parts that help with conflict resolution. You know, you want to stay away from. Uh, if a lack of conflict resolution can lead to separation and divorce or pain or unforgiveness, uh, what are the keys? The key parts to uh, making sure you can find a resolve to the conflict. And the first one we talked about is communication. How important is communication in a marriage? I mean, it's 100% the most important thing that you can really work on, that you can really start to work that tool out, is really communicating. And it's hard because maybe sometimes you're embarrassed of what your spouse will think of you, Um, you know, whatever the situation is, or maybe you just can't express it in a certain way. But you have to kind of get over those humps or like sometimes it's like you just don't even like I know for me, some of the times when I'm struggling with communication is like I just don't want to fight. Like I'm sort of a peacekeeper, a peacemaker um, personality. So I don't necessarily want to get into any type of fight or whatever it is. I just want to keep the peace. But really, communication is where, you know, you build your relationship on. Yeah. So I think that probably the two biggest areas of tension when it comes to communication of couples is one, you have someone who's probably uh, uh, not not to say this negatively of them, but they're more aggressive in their communication or more um, assertive assertive or that you would use. And then you've got someone that possibly could be uh, passive. Yeah. And so tendency ten, the tendency is that the passive person um you know may, might shut down a little bit right and the assertive person like or the aggressive person or aggressive person mm-hmm. which would be a negative but beyond assertive uh it would say hey no we i want to push this through yes right now right um which is tough because you know i understand both of those and, and i would say for trans fall transparency for erica and i like erica is uh, primarily passive and will shut down in, in an argument yep. or in a conflict and I'll be the person that hey I want to fix it and and you know there's and that's not a, that's not the right answer either right so what we've come to terms with is that um, we've got to feel it out there's times where Erica has to open up and we have to talk about it because you can't just push stuff underneath the rug right, right? And there's times that I've got to give you space and realize that just because we're walking away from it now. Right. Doesn't mean it's over. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, communication in, in many um, areas of, of conflict, whatever the sub area is, communication, I believe, is key. And to have communication, you got to have trust. Um, you got to be vulnerable. 
Um, and you've got to, you've, you've got to not, th- there's time to step away when step away is good, but you can't shut down the lines of communication because that will lead, I think that leads to separation pretty easily. Yeah. And I want to say something that I, um, actually heard on another podcast, a marriage podcast that has stuck with me since I heard it. I think you know what I'm going to say, but expectations are mm. resentments in the making. And yeah. I'll say that again because you probably want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a huge aha moment when I heard this couple say this, but they said expectations are resentments in the making. And so I think that if you can communicate what your expectations are in all of these areas that we're going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks, but anything that you're talking about, what are your expectations? Because if you're not communicating those things, it's going to lead to resentment. The other person doesn't know. No. And you're expecting them to know. Yes. And that's causing resentment. Yes. You know, so part of what we do in pre-marriage counseling, a lot of people are, are super nervous about getting into pre-marriage counseling because they think, here's the pastor or here's the counselor, and they're going to tell me these are the reasons why you should not marry. Right. When that's or not, what's wrong with you that, guys. That is right. not what we do at all. The no. only thing that we try to do is let's talk about expectations because mm-hmm. in these key areas, we've got to open lines of communication on them right. or you'll set yourself up for a lack of conflict resolution. Right. Yeah. And resentment. So there's a few parts when it comes to um, um, how do you find conflict resolution. One of them is communication. Uh, the second we talked about is compromise. Right. right. Um, so um, how healthy is a marriage if one person's right and the other person's wrong all the time? Yeah. I would not say that that is healthy. No. no. <laughs> I would not. Um, you know, I think for... Uh, there's there's this uh, beautiful scripture in um, Mark chapter 10, verse 6 uh, through 9. It says, But God's plan was seen from the beginning of creation, for he made them male and female. This explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one separate them, for God has joined them together. And specifically, uh, many people think that this is just about, you know, this is a, a physical connection that is happening. But I believe it's more than that. I believe it's a very spiritual connection that happens when when two people come together uh, to be married. And if you think about it as one, then if, if you're just doing something as one, that's one person's way all the time. Right. The other person's going to get tired. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Things it, are going to start to It rub. does get tiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was something that we haven't always had the best, um, what's the word with? The, the best, we haven't compromised always right. the best. You know, there's, there's because uh, you're a passive person and I'm uh, and a, I, an aggressive or assertive person, mm-hmm. then, you know, th- with the tendency is where uh, you just follow Brian. Right. And then the problem is, though is what happens at the back end is Erica gets burned out, mm-hmm. right? Erica mm-hmm. starts to deal with, uh, really tough situations, mm-hmm. which doesn't help out either one of them, right? Or either one of us. So to to find the compromise, um, a lot of times means that we have to have the humility to realize, for us to find the compromise, it means that neither one of us get our way, right? And we have to be okay with that. So it's not always about being right mm-hmm. in a marriage. So, um, uh, will you have any other thoughts when it comes to compromise? No, no I think you. I think you nailed. Got to compromise. You can't just. You can't just be right. I think for probably uh, 
I don't want to say men because that's that's putting them, that's kind of pigeonholing them a little bit because there's a lot of men, even some that I know, and when it comes to uh, marriages, that they're not the um, aggressor or the, not aggressor sounds super negative, but um, they're not the what's the other assertive. word the assertive person in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they're um, and, and so in in this situation, um, it's it's understanding that the person who's passive has got to stand up yeah and the person that's assertive at some point has got to also back down there's got to be a compromise for both right and i would say if you are an uh, a passive person like myself um i've been doing a lot of reading and learning about boundaries Mm -hmm. um that have been really healthy and i think that can really come in to play here in the compromise um, portion of it, um, learning how to have boundaries and stick to them. And there's a really great book by Dr. Henry Cloud called Boundaries. If you want to check that out, if, if you struggle with that, I would suggest that highly. Yeah. And for me, uh, I will, if you're the assertive, I would say humility is, mm-hmm. is a big part. If you start to look at, you know, uh, I mean, the Bible's full of stories of where Jesus showed that he was humble. You know, the way that he uh, was born in a stable, in a manger, that was incredibly humble. The way that he came into to, to Jerusalem on a donkey, it wasn't in uh, a chariot or anything. It was incredibly humble. Um, you know, the way he washed his disciples' feet. Um, and even all, the way he died. Yeah, and none of those right. ways are, uh, you know, uh, the, the way uh, an assertive person or, aggre- or the aggressive of a person would would operate right and so you know humility boundaries are all they're all key um so uh communication mm-hmm. is, a, is a vital role when it comes to um finding voicing your expectations yep. when it, and, and and then the second part when it comes to finding conflict resolution uh is going to be um what's the word i just the, the compromise. Key, compromise my <laughs> gosh I, my brain just stopped for a second um and so the third part, I believe, about when it comes to finding um, conflict resolution is compassion. Right. Love is so incredibly important when it comes to a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the Bible talks about many times how you know love uh, love is an incredible, powerful force. Um, you know, God is love. You know, there's there's a there's a there's a lot that can be said about it, but ca- when it comes to compassion for one another, um, you know, I think that's something that is is key uh, for when it comes to these compromises, because it or when it comes to this, these conflicts, because if you and I both come from a position of love in the conflict, um, a lot of times it actually shifts away from it being about you and me fighting right. to you and I fighting about. You're looking towards something else, right? right? Our love says, you know what, we're going to be a third party, and we're, or we're going to look at a third-person perspective at whatever this problem is, and we're going to fight it together. So, um, you know, the uh, one of the verses that I, you've heard in uh, mar- uh, weddings all throughout uh, the United States is First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Um, it's a letter from the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. He's talking about the importance of love, but he starts to give a little bit of characteristics uh, of of love. And, um, babe, I know the beginning of the part talks about, well, you can just go ahead and read the whole thing. Okay. 
This is 1 Corinthians 13. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It protects. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And it always perseveres. Yes. So when he starts describing love there at the end, it always protects, right? Um, It always hopes. It never assumes the worst. Right. Um, a lot of times our conflicts um, can be find a, resu- a resolution based off of me thinking or you thinking, is this, am I saying this out of love? Mm-hmm. Is this something, is this when it comes to, and I'm using kind of compassion as a, as a word to tie into love. Um, you know, is, is this something that um, uh, is, is love at the key of this, of my decision making and, um, and uh, I think if we if we look at that, if we say, hey, can I come from this from a compassionate heart? Um, can I uh, approach this conflict or can we find a, a resolve to this conflict? And, and with a foundation of compassion involved in it, uh, it will help us get through it. Um, you know, I, for, for you and I, man, there's um, so many things that we could talk about and continue to talk about. And we will in the next couple uh, series is uh, our next couple parts of the series, but the last key part that if you were to talk about the fourth pillar of achieving, uh, you know, uh, the resolution of kind of, uh, of achieving conflict resolution, um, I think it's got to be the foundation of of Christ, right? Putting Christ first, absolutely. Yeah. So when you and I got married, you know, we knew from the beginning that it's not just about. Um, me in a relationship and you in a relationship and us in a relationship with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. We said that Christ was going to be in the center of it. Right. And that's something we've done from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, looking out at other marriages and not in a judging way, but that's not always been the case of what they made the center of mm-hmm. their, of their marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. What are things that we've, we've made them? Kids, a lot of people make kids the center of their marriage, maybe like success or careers, money, money. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, some people have made, you know, they've made decisions to, or they've gotten married with the thought that sex is going to be the foundation yeah. of their marriage. Um, the problem is all those things, none of them none stay of them hold, the same. Yeah. None of them right. hold, none of them hold up. You know, the, the thing that, um, is actually able to help in all of it, the foundation that that I, if there's one thing that I can tell people, if they had a foundation of Christ in their, in their marriage, if they understood that, you know, we're going to put Christ first in this, we're going to worship Christ together. Mm-hmm. We're going to serve Christ together. Mm-hmm. That's even something I say in, in our wedding in our marriage vows. If we were going to do this, serve Christ together, um, man, I, I, I believe that there's something in it where if he, when he goes ahead of us, he allows the conflict to be resolved in a, in a, in a good fashion. It doesn't right. mean, doesn't mean things don't always happen. It right. doesn't mean that we don't fight. We do. We oh yeah. Yeah, but the punchline is that 
when we put Christ first in what we do, um, he's there to help us get, help us get right. Well, we have the gift of the Holy spirit within us and then that can convict us and lead us to becoming better spouses at the end of the day and praying for our spouses, I think is so important. For sure. So important. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you hit on the the part of the Holy spirit, I think is, uh, a part that really helps because for, for me, there's times where that conviction shows me, Hey Brian, you're in the wrong for this. I pray for that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Brian, you're in the wrong, you know, or Erica, you're in the wrong. Right. And, um, you know, to be honest in that moment, we live in such a world where it's like, um, to show weakness or, uh, well, even if we are wrong, we'll fight to, till we're right. right. You're so stubborn, right? Yeah. I'm Not, so stubborn. Like I mean, we are, are yeah. as a people, as a human race, yeah. are stubborn. So like, you'll see people that right. are completely and and that is, I mean, that's probably pride more than anything, right. you know. Uh, but ultimately, you know, if we if we're putting Christ first, we're not putting ourselves first. Well, then when it comes to that time, and we the Holy Spirit's able to come in and say, "Hey, dude, you're in the wrong in this." And I'm going to tell you, one of the things that has helped us in conflict resolution more than anything is one word, two words. You know what they are? No. I'm sorry. Oh. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I want to hear that a little louder yeah. for the people in the back. No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Helps out Helps out a ton. Yes. You know, and not as just to fix it, but this truthful thing of like, hey, if you've done something wrong, who, who cares? Own Fess up, up to, to it. it. Own up to it. Don't fight it. Don't f- keep fighting for the sake of whatever. Mm-hmm. There's more respect. I, I think you respect me more when I apologize for something than if I fight it to get my way. Mm-hmm. You're giving me looks like you're not you're not eating yeah, what I'm saying. It's here. hard for you to say I'm sorry though. I, yeah, no, it's not easy at all. <laughs> it I, it about I, kills you. I'll wear that I T-shirt. Think. Yeah, but the times when I say, "Hey, you know what? I messed up." Right. Um, and then it's important, you know, if you have someone in your marriage that maybe they do struggle with saying the words, I'm sorry. You know, it's important to receive it as the other person and not just say, but you don't even know, you know, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Cause it's like a moment where they kind of, you realize like they understand what they did. And so yeah. it's not the time to bring it all back up and like keep on going. Yeah. There's so much that we can talk about. So much. And we're going to keep talking about it yep. here in the next couple parts of the series. But for this specifically, man, uh, conflict resolution is key to having a successful marriage. Yes. A lack of conflict resolution is the number one cause of divorce in America today. Not infidelity, uh, not lying or whatever, not money issues, not children issues, Mm -hmm. lack of conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. And so the uh, four parts that we talked about, the foundation of conflict resolution uh, is going to be communication. Mm-hmm. Talking with one another is important. Compromise. Yep. It's not about one person winning. It's about your team. Oh, that's what we should have talked about. Your team together. I was going to talk about that, but and you I started to it. close it out. Your team together. Yeah. Right. So you got to compromise. You right. got to find up as one. Uh, compassion is a big deal. Come from a position of love. Uh, that will help in whatever the compromise is. And the last one is uh, when it comes to conflict resolution, let Christ be a part of your relationship. And I'm going to say that part for uh, probably at the end of every part of this series because when it comes to all these issues we're dealing with, if we'll put Christ first in them, it'll be completely better. Right. It'll be better than what we could have done on our own. Right. 
And I, you know, also believe that the enemy, you know, putting Christ first is so important because the enemy is going to come and try to steal, kill and destroy your marriage For sure. every day. And he'll whisper, you know, offensive things, you know, who knows? He's got so many tricks and lies up his sleeve. And so when you have Christ in the center of your relationship, Mm -hmm. it really does make a huge difference because he's going to battle for you. So with that, um, if you're dealing with uh, issues, especially when it comes to conflict resolution in your marriage, um, please know we want to be able to help if we can. Yeah. There is professional counseling, uh, but we love you and we would love to offer help if we can. Or at the very, it's not the least. I think prayer is important, but uh, we definitely want to be able to pray for what you're going through. We would through. love so to. If you want to go to coastlinesb.com, uh, there's a tab. Uh, I believe it's on the homepage. It's on the homepage. That says prayer. Yep. And if you click on it, you can fill it in. It's anonymous. Uh, Eric and I will see it. If you want to put your name, you can, uh, but you don't have to. Right. Uh, but we would be loved. We would love to be praying with you throughout the weeks or throughout the next week um, about whatever it is you're dealing with. And if there's a way that we can help, uh, we will because uh, yeah. because we care. You know, we do. Um, a lot of this stems from people that have spoken into us. Yes, and I was we, just when say we struggle that. with these yep. things, right? And so I think it's important for us to continue to help others when they're struggling with it. So, Erica, um, you know. Can you just, before we close, can you go ahead and pray in advance for the people that are going to be hearing this? Yeah. You know, we're, we're recording this days before we're going to send it out, but there's people that are going to be hearing this now that are in need of help dra- desperately now, and the number one person I know that can help is, yeah. is Christ. And so we pray in um, advance for them. Yeah. Father God, Lord, we thank you for marriage. God, we thank you for the gift that it is. God, we thank you for husbands. We thank you for wives. God, we just pray, Jesus, that in this moment, wherever they are, God, if they're driving in their car, if they're working out, if they're doing their dishes, God, I just pray, Jesus, that you would speak to them right now, that your Holy Spirit would speak to their heart. Jesus, in in their marriage, God, that you would give them compassion for one another. God, remind them of why they love each other and why they decided to commit their lives to one another. And God, I just pray that, um, Lord, that any expectations would be communicated, God, and God, that they would begin to learn to love each other and communicate in the way that you would have them full of your love. And God, we just pray for those who are struggling, Jesus, that they would get the help that they need. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I think this is the first time I've ever done a podcast with you. Yes. And it's been Well, great. we did one with Rick and Emily. Oh, but we just did. you and me. But just you and me. Yeah. And uh, I like hanging out with you. Well, you want to go uh, hang out on the couch later? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I think another part that's been helpful is that we're friends. We are. We're friends, friends first. So as a friend, um, I want to say thank you so much for doing this with me um, and for riding this adventure. And if you've been listening, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, this has been a Coastline Convos podcast. I have no idea what episode it is, but I hope you got something out of it. I think it's like four. If there's something we can do to help you, shoot us an email. Erica's is Eric, Erica at CoastlineNSB.com. Yes, it is. What's mine? Brian. B-R-I-A-N. At CoastlineNSB.com. But remember, guys, the best is yet to come. Amen to that. We love you all. We'll see you next week. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.